Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Divine Intervention. I'm Derek Divine. Joining me today, Craig Compton, as always. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. You can follow me at Divine Identity. You can follow Craig at Craig Compton underscore. What we've been doing lately is a small series of pods talking about a mix of topics. Last time we talked about Harbaugh, year three, and what he can do with his own players and, and kind of where he's headed as a football coach and where Michigan's headed as a program and whether or not there'll be a national championship team. Today, Craig, what are we going to talk about? Playing right off of that is what does Michigan do on the road? What does Jim Harbaugh do to get his guys ready? Does he, I don't know. Uh, they, they've got a decently tough road schedule this year. Uh, they've got both Michigan State and Ohio State at home, which is nice, uh, but they also have some big-time road games. It's a frustrating topic because if you look at Harbaugh's first two seasons, really the only thing that's in the way of you could say, perfection, I guess, yep. is, is these road games or neutral site games. And that is going to be key for any team in college football to perform well on the road. Uh, and obviously win games on the, on the road would be, uh, would be the greatest accomplishment. That really helps uh, when it comes to the end of the season. Obviously, there's the conversation of, well, if you lose late, you're screwed either way. But mm-hmm. if you just win uh, all the games, obviously you're in a great position. But if you can win some road games as well, especially against some top teams, you're in a much better place. And if there's one area that we really need to see some change soon, it's not only winning on the road, but uh, I'd say dominating on the road, especially when it comes to a team like a Indiana uh, if you could put up 78 points on every road team for the next 10 years, Michigan might be the greatest team in the history of all football. So I know, let's start with this season, I guess, just because that's what people are most excited about. You've got the neutral site game, which is which is a road game uh, against Florida and Texas. Craig, I mean, how important is that game first and foremost? And do you think it really sets the tone for how Michigan will do overall this season? I absolutely think it'll it'll set the tone. Um, I think about the bowl games. Um, well, bowl game, the, the bowl game against Florida two years ago, um, and having that month, month and a half, whatever it is, from the last regular season game to the bowl game, and, and what Jim Harbaugh did to prepare for Florida um, and how they just came out and absolutely executed and, and just crushed Florida there in the second half. Um, I look at that and I think, man, there's been so much time since the last game against Florida State and the loss uh, to prepare for this Florida game that I don't think there's any way that they come out unprepared. Um, Obviously, they've got a lot of positions to fill, a lot of inexperience that's going to be taking the field, but that's college football. That's college sports anymore um, with, with guys leaving early to go pro or transferring or whatever it might be. Every team's got holes to fill, and it, it's gonna—it's definitely gonna be a battle. We're—we're we're gonna get to—we don't have to wait long to see how Michigan's gonna respond on the road this year. Um, I, I think it's gonna be a really good game. You see, it's one of those things where it seems really easy when you talk about it. It's like, oh, beyond the unknowns of the 2017 season, Jim Harbaugh will be prepared. They should beat Florida. Mm-hmm. You probably have Florida fans and reporters who think the same thing that okay, oh, for sure that we've had time to recover 
uh, from that Michigan loss in the bowl game. Uh, and we were putting together pieces as well and improving. And we're ready to, to be in the national conversation once again as well. So it's really, a, I mean, it's a premier matchup. I say the greatest week one matchup uh, that we've seen in a while just because it's two teams that are really looking to take that last step uh, to be in the national championship conversation. Both of them already in it. Obviously, the expectation last year very quickly uh, was Michigan national champions, especially when they start the season 9-0. and That was all people could think about. Yep. Obviously, those road games, which we're talking about, are, are what got in the way. So that game is going to be really important. I do think that if it happens to go bad or, or Michigan loses to Florida, I do think there's plenty of season and I don't want to call them cupcake games because uh, I feel like that's disrespectful at a, at a college level with a bunch of uh, kids competing. But you have some games to kind of work on some things and tune up after the Florida game. So it's not kind of going to dictate the entire season, but it's definitely important for uh, late season, postseason success. So I look at that game to, to be obviously the most important. It will be the most important really until that, that Michigan State game, I'd say. Although Jim Harbaugh will tell you that every game is, is just as important as the, the one next or the one before. So let's look at last year because that's the most fresh in our minds. We look at the road game hiccups. Obviously the 9-0 and season uh, dropped first loss at Iowa. That was a horrific game in almost every aspect. Uh, I guess mine's defense because they only allowed 14 points. Uh, and then Ohio State, heartbreaking loss. Well, be pissed at the refs forever I'm sure and then Florida State possibly even more heartbreaking uh don't really know how to explain the feeling of those games but those three games really uh made Michigan season uh turn around completely so let's talk about those first yeah when I look back at it I I almost look at the Iowa game much like the Minnesota game two years ago I don't know if it's because it's a night game or what the deal is but it just seemed kind of like a weird game the entire game. Uh, although Michigan played awful against Iowa, they they also played awful against Minnesota two years ago. Um, and you just always kind of had that little bit of hope that oh, they're going to pull this out at the end. Um, I felt that way up until the very end of the Iowa game. I, I thought maybe they'd block the field goal, the kid would miss it. Something, something weird would happen and we'd get out of there. Breathe easy. Uh, our quarterback's banged up, but we got the win, um, and that just just didn't happen. Waited a little too long. That one was a tough loss. I think obviously the Ohio State game was the toughest loss of the year, just because of who it was, where it was, what it was, what it meant. Um, I don't think I really need to say any more about that. I think every Michigan fan would agree that. It was the toughest loss maybe in a long, long time. Um, and then the Florida State game was – it was kind of weird too. It was kind of like the Iowa game. You know, Michigan started out looking very flat. Um, they were getting run over. They were getting passed over. Um, couldn't do anything on offense. And then all of a sudden they started storming back, get a, a pick six by Mike McCray there late in the – I think it was the fourth quarter maybe – um, and it's like, okay, everything, momentum's going our way. We're going to win this thing. Wilton Spate chucks one down there at the end, gets picked off, game over, Florida State wins, uh, season's over, 10-3 and three record, and you're left not feeling as good as you were the first year to go 10-3. and three. 
Um, it's it's kind of disappointing to end the season three and four, or lose three out of your last four. One of the things that I think about when we talk about kind of that feeling of uh, what's going on, it's, it's such an eerie feeling, and it's not something that I've felt a whole bunch um, in, in my lifetime as a fan, but there's a couple of games where I think it really sticks out. That Minnesota one's a good example. Uh, in 2015, two weekends later, uh, Indiana in double overtime. Uh, and then, obviously, last year, that Iowa game and then that Florida State game. All very similar feelings. Even the Colorado game at home last year where they had such a terrible start that you're like, this isn't, I mean, this isn't good. They're, they're uh, crap in the bed right at home early in the season when everybody thought that they were going to be a national championship team. They end up dominating Colorado. A lot of people will say because Colorado lost the quarterback and, and kind of things fell through. Obviously, Colorado ended up being a good team last year. But I don't like that feeling, and I always try to figure out why it is. And it's usually when Michigan's flat. Uh, because it's it's one of those you're expected to win this game, but you're not. Whereas I think of Michigan State year one, the, the heartbreaking loss that nobody likes to talk about. Um, it was one of those games where Michigan could win, Michigan could lose, uh, but you feel good about where Michigan is and where Harbaugh is as a coach. Uh, obviously, you think they're going to win until the, the botched punt at the end. Even the Ohio State game this year, a lot of people were counting Michigan out early. Uh, Michigan hangs around, has a chance to the end. Obviously disappointing, uh, but felt like a game that they could have gone either way. And maybe you weren't okay with them losing, but it was more of, well, it's Ohio State, and it really just shows that Jim Harbaugh's come a long way. Year two, he's double overtime against Ohio State on the road. Obviously, we're in good hands. And then back to the Florida State, it's that feeling of, man, it looks like Michigan doesn't even belong here all of a sudden. And they do fight back, they do take a late lead, and they do ultimately lose. But avoiding that eerie feeling as a fan would first and foremost be excellent. Like I said, 78 nothing on the road feels a lot better than having to come back against Minnesota with a backup quarterback or fighting off uh, an Iowa team and ultimately losing by a field goal. But, I mean, it's important. You've got to win the close games, whether they're at home or on the road, and Unfortunately, Jim Harbaugh has not been able to show that success, uh, at least against uh, big-name teams early in his uh, young career. Yeah, and this time last year, a lot of people uh, were really jumping on Jim Harbaugh's case and how he he hasn't shown anything on the road yet. And really the argument last year at this time was, well, he really hasn't had anybody to face on the road yet. I mean... Their schedule that year, they played Maryland, Minnesota, Indiana, Penn State. Obviously, started the season with Utah. Um, they really didn't have any big tests, whereas last year they did get some tests. Um, and he went 2-2, two and two, lost the bowl game, which you can count as a road game, I guess. Uh, it's gotta, Something's got to happen here in year three, I think. So looking back at the, the year three schedule, Obviously, we talked a little bit about that Florida game. Uh, you've got at Purdue, which on paper doesn't look like it should be a challenge. At Indiana, same. Uh, Penn State, a team that's definitely on the rise and proving that they can be a serious contender. So you've got to circle that one. A lot of people think DJ Durkin in Maryland will be tough, whether it's this year or years to come. So maybe look out to that one, especially as you 
uh, prepare for a Wisconsin on the road, which will always be tough to play in Camp Randall. And then obviously, even though it's not a road game, uh, everyone kind of circles that Ohio State game before the season even starts. So let's go through. We already talked about Florida. I mean, do you see any problem with handling Purdue on the road? I don't see any problem with Purdue, no. What about Indiana? Indiana is intriguing to me um, because they've obviously the last few years been pretty good. They've got a new head coach in there, though, but they do still have some players that were recruited in um, by the former coaching staff that could still make plays. And if that Penn State game is a night game, you know the Michigan players are going to be jacked for that game. I don't want to say it's a trap game because it's a noon noon kickoff, um, and I don't think Indiana really has that much firepower. But that one's kind of intriguing to me as to... If you're going to look ahead to any game, it's going to be that Penn State game where you could slip up ahead um, the week ahead on Indiana, maybe. Yeah, and it's interesting. It comes at a time where you look at a Michigan State, and it's like, ah, no worry. They were terrible last year. There's no way they'll be good this year. Mm -hmm. But you never know what will happen. D'Antonio is still a good coach, obviously, with losing a lot of players. Uh, They're in an unfortunate spot as a program, but... When you put Indiana on the road right in between a high emotion-filled Michigan State game at home, uh, where obviously the last one, like we talked about, was a loss at home, and then, uh, like you said, probably a night game at Penn State, it really gets lost on the schedule, hopefully something that is no problem when when the time comes. But then you look forward to that Penn State game, uh, even if you do handle business at Indiana, and even if you are undefeated at that point, no matter what your record is or whatever Penn State's record is at that point, it is an important game on the schedule. So let's let's talk about that game a little bit. Yeah, I uh, for the past few weeks, few months, I've I've kind of circled that game as a a big game, if not the biggest game for Michigan, uh, just for a, a bunch of different reasons. One being Penn State did win the Big Ten last year. Other people will want to accept that or not. And obviously Michigan killed them at home. Um, they were the Big Ten champs. Uh, it, there's a real good chance that's going to be a night game. I believe there's a chance that Michigan wears their alternate jerseys that game. Um, I think there's just a lot of just pieces to that that I don't know. I think that that's going to be a tough game. I think that with McSorley and, and Barkley coming back, I think Penn State's going to be good. I think... Obviously, they showed last year they finished the season very, very strong. Um, they brought in, in even better players now, and now that James Franklin has been there a few years, he's really got his guys going in, in his program, and I don't know, Penn State could be a tough game. I think it's one of those that's just can Franklin maintain, uh, can his players maintain the success they achieved last season, not only this season but seasons to come, but either way, that's – I'd say the biggest game on the schedule because it's midseason and it really will show where Michigan's at because at that point you've had enough games under your belt to where you can see what Michigan can be Uh, and so to win that game especially if you're looking at some playoff implications or, or looking for a national championship bid obviously crucial at that point. No offense to DJ Durkin in Maryland, but for time's sakes, we'll talk about that game when it when it comes later in the season. I don't see it being any problem. I think you'd probably agree. Uh, then it's the at Wisconsin, a tough place to play, a program who's consistently uh, at the top of the Big Ten. 
uh, and has had some uh, great success in the last few years as well. Another huge game. Uh, I don't know of a year schedule yet to be determined. So we, that could be a night game too. I know the Big Ten's really pushing for some primetime slots, especially as a lot of it's going over to Fox. But let's talk about Wisconsin for a little bit to end this road game talk. Yeah, and you look at Michigan's road games and Wisconsin-Penn State are the two toughest toughest true road games on there, right? I mean, there's not another team that sticks out um, besides Wisconsin and Penn State. And it's kind of kind of funny thinking back to when we were growing up in the days of Braylon Edwards and um, the teams that were good in the Big Ten. It, was, it seemed like Michigan would walk through the Big Ten every year. They might stumble on a Penn State or a Wisconsin, and then it was the Ohio State game. Um, and that's kind of the, the same way I feel about this year is that Penn State, that Wisconsin game are their two games that I think are really outside of the Florida game maybe. Um, those are the two games that really kind of worry me a little bit. Uh, Wisconsin the week before Ohio State, like we said, could be, a, could be a night game. Obviously Camp Randall's always a very tough place to play, and you better believe that if both of those teams are having really good seasons, which they should, uh, that's going to be a night game, I would think. So to wrap this up, including the Florida game, we'll, we'll consider that an away game just for this conversation. Out of the the away games on the schedule, you've got five true away games. you got the neutral site game. If Michigan drops a couple of games, three games, do they all come on the road? Uh, or do you think that some will, will be at home as well? Obviously, Ohio State's at home, so you have to consider that. But if they were to lose two or three, do you think the majority of them are, are lost on the road? Yeah, absolutely. I don't think that there's really looking at the schedule. I don't think that there's anybody at home that that really concerns me. I mean, Michigan State, yes, it's a rivalry. Yes, Michigan State's in a really bad place as a program right now. But you got to think when Mark D'Antonio took over Michigan State, they were in a really bad place. And that the thing that he does best is he motivates guys that are in bad places. Um, and so. To think Michigan State's going to come out and win two games again this year, I don't think that's a realistic thing. I also don't think they're going to come out and be Big Ten champs, but I think they're going to be a lot better team, a lot more competitive than they were last year. So that game, I guess, worries me a little bit just because of the rivalry. Um, you know those guys are going to be jacked. Um, but really, the only the only games that scare me are those road games and then obviously the Ohio State game. I have to agree with you. Well, that will wrap up this series um, not the series sorry this segment of the series again we're doing a series of a mix of topics that we find interesting heading into the 2017 season uh, you've been listening to the divine intervention on wolverine sounds uh, joining me today was craig compton again follow him on twitter at craig compton underscore you can follow me Derek divine at divine identity and we'll look forward to catching you next time